I think butter is top dog, in my opinion. Fair enough. Real butter. Like, what about, what about I can't believe it's not butter? No. 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 See, I don't really know any of this shit. Like, <laughs> I've been cooking my eggs with vegetable oil my entire life. So. Yeah, I mean, it works. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of 4.30 in the morning. This is your boy, Ben. And Pat is back as well. 87. Episode number 87. What do you got for 87? I don't got jack shit for 87. I don't know if I have any players. Is Dawson Knox 87 or is he 88? It's a tight end number, so I'm pretty sure half the tight ends that we fire off, a lot of them probably wear 87. Darren Waller, maybe. Or is he 83? He's 83. Is he? Yeah. Dawson Knox, that sounds right. He might be 87. Can't remember. Yeah, I don't know who wears 87. I don't think any Browns do right now. Maybe Miller Forrestal. I don't know. Can't think of any Steelers. Anyways, Browns had a big win today, a big Halloween win. There you go. Spooky win. Oh, yeah. Do you celebrate Halloween this year, Ben? Yes. Took our uh, two-year-old son out. There you go. What did he dress up as? He was a dinosaur. A dinosaur. Ooh, scary. He loves dinosaurs. Now, did he pick that out himself? No. No? Okay. He did not. We had to buy it last minute because we we waited the last minute. Okay. And and if you go to the last minute to, like, one of the costume stores, you're kind of, yeah. So, uh, I mean, it wasn't crazy last minute. It was, like, a week. Sure. But still, even when Paige went to go look for something because she went to a Halloween party. Sure. And, uh. Well, she went a couple days ago, but she couldn't find jack shit, so she was able. Yeah. To, she was able to get some face paint. That was about it. There you go. But see, I don't need a costume. I'm scary enough on my own. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, on to the news. Did you bring any uh, news stories today, sir? Yeah, I got two news stories. Two? Okay, I've got three. Three? I got a couple of short ones. I got kind of a complicated one. Okay, you can uh, if you want to get started, you can, you can go ahead. All right, I will go ahead and get started. My first one comes from our favorite, UPI Odd News, and he's at it again. Yeah, I got this one. I had a feeling you would have it too. David Rush earns 250th Guinness World Records title by blowing pee. Is that the one you have? By blowing what? By blowing pee. No, I don't have that one. Serial Guinness World Record breaker David Rush earns his 250th title when he recaptured the record for most distance to blow a pee. Rush, whose Guinness World Records to promote STEM education, originally held the pee blowing record for about six and a half years when he blew a pee a distance of 24 feet and 7.6 inches. The record has since been broken at least three times, once by Rush with a 41-foot blow, <laughs> and most recently stood at 52 feet and 9.96 inches. Rush made an attempt at reclaiming the title and managed to blow his pee 84 feet and 11.28 inches, more than doubling his previous attempt and handily recapturing the record. Rush says his latest feat brings his total records broken to 250. Unreal. And that's all I got with that Wait, one. What's the date on that? That one's on October 24th. Okay. So do you have another one from David Rush? David Rush is at it again. He's at it again? October 31st, today. Is this, from, broke... U- is this from UPI I News UPI well? I News. Man slices through apples while bi- bouncing on pogo stick for a world record. Slices apples? Yes. An Idaho man broke a Guinness World Record by using a samurai sword to chop through 56 airborne apples while bouncing on a pogo stick. 56 apples? Yes. With a samurai sword? Yes. Oh my Tim God. would like this. Oh, yeah. David Rush, who has broken more than 250 Guinness World Records to promote STEM education, captured the title for most apples sliced in one minute on a pogo stick. Rush's neighbor, Jonathan Hollywood Hannon, <laughs> threw 74 apples in one minute time period, and Rush managed to hit 63 of them, 56 of which were considered sliced evenly enough to count 
towards the record. He said the most difficult aspect of what he called the pogo stick fruit ninja record was learning to bounce on a pogo stick without using his hands. All in the name of STEM education. This guy is fucking ridiculous. So, like, think about this guy's neighbor. Hollywood Hannon. Jonathan Hollywood Hannon. Do you imagine Hollywood Hannon is looking out his window, looking, watching this guy do this ridiculous shit every single day? Oh, Rush is at it again. Now he's getting roped into this. Now I he's mean, getting roped into this shit. Obviously, could could you just imagine that? It's like, how do you think? I'm assuming they're it's probably they're probably get along pretty well. Sure. But how do you get roped in? Like, if my neighbor was trying to do a Guinness World Record, I'd be actively out there like trying to fuck them up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I would, mean, I wonder how many his neighbor has been involved with. I'm sure he needs help. I think we talked about this before. I think he, uh, I think Hollywood Hand, and I don't think this was the first time we talked about Hollywood Hand on you the know? podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to go back and listen to some old episodes. Yeah, but I'm pretty we'll sure that see. he came up before. Anyways, that's funny. He's got his little sidekick helping him out. Yeah, I, I still don't understand this guy. We keep talking about him. We had two news stories with this guy today. I, I don't know. When do you think he's going to stop? Do you think he's ever going to stop? No. Is it going to be like, eventually it's going to get to the point where it's like, world world's oldest man to do <laughs> this, that, or the other thing is kind of where he's going. I just, I don't know. I just don't know how someone has time for this shit. I, I just don't understand it. He can't be working a whole lot, or maybe his wife's got a good job and he's just yeah. <laughs> dicking around at home. Maybe basically. his wife's a nurse or something. I I don't know. <laughs> well, he needs something because with all these antics that he's doing, he's got to be injury prone. He's got to get hurt regularly. Yeah, he's got to have good health insurance. Yeah, I mean, especially considering his smoke inhalation that he had to sustain on the last week's episode. Yeah, no shit. So, I don't know. And just think about how many times he fell trying to learn how to jump on a pogo stick without hands. How many times could he cut himself? I mean, there, there's a lot of hazards going on here. <laughs> I mean, a pogo stick. This guy is literally risking his life. The samurai sword has to be sharp enough to cut an apple. I mean, if it can cut an apple, it can cut a finger off. No shit. What if he, like, accidentally let let go of the, the sword and he hits Hollywood Hannon? I wonder if Hollywood Hannon had to sign a waiver. <laughs> Do you think he had to sign a waiver? We need to bring David Rush and Hollywood Hannon on the show. Yes, we do. When we expand the studio up a little bit, they need to be our first guests. 100%. So, uh, David Rush, if you're out there, please tweet us at 30 in the or Hollywood Hannon. If you want to get in the action, please tweet us. Uh, let us know a good time. To find us on down. Facebook. Oh, yeah. Find us on Facebook as well. Anyways, you got any more news today, sir? Yeah, I got one more. You can go ahead. Okay, I got another one. This one comes from News18.com, and this is kind of a long story. I don't know how much of this I'm actually going to read. And I have to preface, I did uh, kind of peruse this one a little bit, and this is definitely not written in English as like a first language. I think this is a direct translation. Sure. But it's pretty funny. Pakistani police take six donkeys into custody for helping smuggle timber. Donkeys seem to live comfortable lives. <laughs> I don't know what kind of opening line this is. <laughs> Do they? Donkeys seem to live comfortable lives, unbothered to human concerns or crimes. In an unusual case, the police in Pakistan arrested six donkeys for facilitating the country's timber mafia operatives. According to a report by Urdu News, six donkeys were taken to the police station in the Citrol district of Khyber Paktunk Kawa in connection with the timber smuggling. While the accused in the case managed to escape, however, the donkeys were taken into custody. The incident took place on October 18th when the forest officials in the dis- district administration arrived at Darsal Ghul to get a hold of the smugglers. They said the suspects, who are also carpenters, managed to escape leaving behind the donkeys. According to the Pakistani newspaper, the Express Tribune in September an employee of the Forest Department, Omar Shah, and his partner, Imran Shah, who were arrested while smuggling valuable timber from the forest of the Maknial 
Mall area have officially been suspended by the Divisional Forest Officer... I don't know what the hell's going on with this article. <laughs> suspended by the Divisional Forest Officer Haripool Farha Ali. As for the media house, Omar was stealing and selling valuable timber of the Diodot and genus Abies. As a result, the forest was not only leading towards deforestation, but the forest department was also suffering losses. But what is more astonishing to know is that six donkeys will be presented to the court by the forest department. So they're putting the donkeys on trial. What exactly are they going to find out from I these don't, donkeys? I don't know. Assistant Commissioner Darush Tuasifula said on Tuesday night that they received information that the wooden sleepers were being loaded onto the donkeys and smuggled to other villages. As soon as they arrived, the accused fled into the forest. But the donkeys with them were left behind and taken into custody. Timber Mafia operatives used donkeys to transport timber in storm drains, he added. Then it goes on for a little bit, and I probably could have cut that a lot, a lot <laughs> shorter. That is funny, though. So, like, were they hoof-cuffed? What does that mean? Hoof-cuffed? I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean. They have, like, hooves. They, they probably just did what the cowboys do with a lasso. Oh. I, I thought it was funny. I just think they, they detained them, so I figured they'd hate. I them. just find the arresting of animals hilarious. Like, what did they honestly got expect to do? Like, could you imagine being like the commanding <laughs> officer of the police station and these assholes bringing these donkeys? Like, what's the point? What like what are they gonna get out of these donkeys? I don't know. They're putting them on trial at least, but I don't know. Like, what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> is that what? <laughs> is that the sound <laughs> the donkeys make? I don't fucking know. So, anyways, that's all I got with that one. That was probably the dumbest that news story I'm ever going to present. <laughs> that but. was a good one. That's funny. Oh. I've, I've got another one. All right, go ahead. If, if you're done. I got, I'm just reading this real quick, and I guess the assistant commissioner also revealed that the Forest Department has been instructed by somebody to present the donkeys in court. <laughs> so, they are definitely going on trial. <laughs> so, this is from someone higher up. Yeah, someone you know higher what, up you, is like, you know what? You bring in those donkeys. We're going like, to. We are going to be pressing charges. We're going to be. <laughs> anyways, that's all I got with that one. My last one is from our favorite UPI on news. Awesome. Irish police seize electric tricycle due to lack of insurance. You know, I saw this one. I'm, I'm happy you brought this one to the studio today. It's kind of funny. Police in Ireland said they seized an unusual vehicle, an electric tricycle, when the operator was found to be using it without a license or insurance. Ireland's National Police said in a Facebook post that while the electric tricycle is unusual, it is still considered a mechanically propelled vehicle under the Road Traffic Act post said the designation means an operator is required to have a driver's license and insurance in order to use it on the public roads. The vehicle was seized in Offaly. And that's that's all of it. That's all, that's all there is. <laughs> now that's bullshit. You should be able to drive whatever you want. Now, the picture is no longer up here. I just want to know what this thing looks like. Like, is it, was this thing someone... This guy just rigged this in his garage? Was it like a little kid's toy? Yeah, like, I see people riding around that shit all the time around yeah, here. Yeah, that is true. So I guess you can't do that in Ireland. I don't know. I think you have to have a license for a bicycle, even, technically. For a... a I, I guess... The, I've heard that Technically, before. you can get a DUI on a bike. That's crazy to me. That's nonsense. I actually know someone that, really? that got a oh DUI on, on a bike. Yes. Oh, my God. That's nuts. Anyways, that's a funny news story. Yeah, that was good. Pat, you got, you got any more? I got one more quick one. This one's going to come from Fox13news.com. This is out of Salt Lake City. Nice. Two Utah cities ranked among worst to survive a dragon invasion. Mm. New rankings rate two Utah cities as some of the worst places to be if there ever was a dragon invasion. In August, we learned that Salt Lake City is the second best in the country for surviving a zombie apocalypse. 
New rankings from Shane Company put Provo as number three for the best U.S. city to be a dragon, meaning it's the worst for surviving a dragon attack. The organization says higher elevations, plenty of parkland, and few aviation facilities to cloud the skies create the ideal dragon conditions in Provo. It also ranks Ogden as number eight for best U.S. cities to be a dragon, meaning it's on the top ten places that would also be (laughs) the worst spots for a dragon attack. Open airspace and strong residential interests in dragons contribute to Ogden's high ranking. Now, I did a little bit more research on this because I was curious. I guess Indianapolis is the city most likely to survive a dragon attack. (laughs) Based on So, I'm I'm just curious what they are basing any of this off of. Well, I saw a map. And the worst cities for a dragon attack are all in the western, west of the Mississippi. The best are all in the east of the Mississippi. Sure. So it's like elevation. The higher up you are, the worse off you are. Closer to an airport, you're usually good. But if you're far away from like a major airport, then you're in trouble. I think military bases have to do with it a little bit. So do we know this from prior dragon attacks? That is to be determined. I can't. Our sources don't tell me yes or no on that one. But Sure. I mean, they have to have some evidence somewhere. Now, they're also, I guess Salt Lake City can survive a zombie attack, though. Sure. Now, I didn't get into the details as to why that would be. We'll have to do some more research. Definitely. That was a good news story. Anyways, on to the main topic. You got any more news? No, I am all set with the news. I do have one quick thing to mention before we get into the, the main topic. Sure. Listener-wise, we're doing all right. We're still holding pretty steady. Nice. We are up to 24 countries, though. That's fantastic. We got our first lit- listener in Latvia this week. No shit. Latvia. That's in the, was that the Baltics? I have no idea. Or is that the Balkans? Do you ever get the Baltics and the Balkans confused? I think Latvia is a Baltic country. This might be the first time I've ever thought about those two at the same time. It's like the Balkan powder keg would be like Bosnia and Herzegovina. Sure. Czechoslovakia, maybe. Sure. I think the Balkans or the Baltics are Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia. Okay. If you know anything about European geography, please tweet us at 30 in the... Comment on our Facebook page. And then clarify the difference between the Baltics and the Balkans. Anyways, main topic. New main topic. This is an interesting one. This is going to be Ben's episode. I don't know if it's going to be my episode, but it's going to be pretty interesting, probably kind of funny. I think it's going to be funny. I think it's going to be a funny episode. As well. So for any of our listeners that are into sports, we all know about certain records and statistics that most people know about. Sure. Will Chamberlain's 100 points. Yeah, Wilt Chamberlain's 100 points, and you got Tom Brady's seven Super Bowls. You got, you know, yada, yada, yada. Sure. But there are probably some crazy statistics and records that you've probably never heard about. That's that's what we're going to be getting into today. Yeah, we're going to get into crazy sports records and statistics and whatnot. Definitely. Now, I've got more, like, game statistics. Yeah, sure. So, it's going to be interesting. What do you got, Ben? So, I don't know. Some of these you guys probably are... I already might know, but I kind of stayed in my lane as far as sports. I don't really know a lot about hockey sure, and, you know, golf. I like watching that shit, but I didn't really dig into that research. Understood. But uh, a couple of things I thought were crazy. So, Army. In nine games in 1944, Army scored 504 points. 504 <laughs> in, points in, in nine five games. games? And it was the same nine year they, they won the national championship. Army. Holy shit. <laughs> and they probably didn't pass one time. Either. Probably not one time. They probably ran the entire time. That's incredible. That's 504 crazy. points. I do got a, uh, is that all you have with that one? Yep. Because I got a college football one to build off of that. Sweet. October 7th, nine 1916, Georgia Tech played against Cumberland, who I've never heard of Cumberland before. The final score of that football game was 222 to 0. <laughs> Have you heard this story before? 
I don't think I don't think this so. Isn't, this is the one that you have. So I got some interesting facts about the, this game that was 222 to nothing in That's favor ridiculous. of Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech ran for a total of, or they they had a total of 922 yards. Most of those, I guess, came on returns. I guess they had like double digit return touchdowns or something crazy. Jesus. Actually, no, that they're calling that rushes, which that's insane. They scored a total of 32 touchdowns. They did not pass the ball once. <laughs> Cumberland did. They, they did throw the ball. They threw a total of 18 passes for two completions and 14 yards and six interceptions. <laughs> Um, Georgia Tech's left end, who was named George Prias, kicked 18 of the extra points. Um, Cumberland quarterback Charles Edwards was carted off three separate times. <laughs> Man, they were fucking with, built different back with, then. With concussion-like head injuries. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Cumberland did manage to block an extra point, though. They used a human pyramid-type formation. <laughs> And Vicky Woods, who was the top of the pyramid, blocked the kick, but he blocked it with his face and suffered a horrific <laughs> facial injury. Oh, my God. Cumberland lost nine fumbles total, <laughs> and they threw six interceptions. And um, Georgia Tech, I guess they missed one other extra point. They were only 30 for 32 on their extra points made. Unbelievable. 32 touchdowns, 922 yards. Unreal. So that's all I got with that one, but... That might be the greatest performance ever it's in college the, football. It's the <laughs> most lopsided college football game ever. That's crazy. So, anyways, that's all I got with that one. I think this is wild. Chiefs running back, Jamal Charles. See, I knew he scored this many fantasy points in one game, but I didn't know that he only had 10 rushing yards. Really? No shit. <laughs> 10 rushing yards on that game? That's crazy. I got, quick, I got another one. Nolan Ryan. One of my buddies would like this. He's favorite baseball player of all time. Sure. He struck out seven pairs of fathers and sons. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I was going to do some Nolan Ryan stats, but I kind of ran hilarious. out of time. Also, I should mention that my father gave me that Cumberland Georgia Tech stat. Thank you. He sent that one in. So thank, thank you, you to my father for that one. Thank you, Pat's father. Um, Back to baseball. Cal Ripken, junior, shortstop for the Orioles, played in 2,632 straight games. 2,632 from May 30th, 1982 to September 19th, 1998. <laughs> Could you imagine going in on May 30th, 1982? And like, yep, I'm never going to come out of a game. I'm just going to keep unreal. playing. unreal. Yeah, because uh, what position was he? Shortstop. Okay. Now, again, I'm not really into baseball like that, but they usually play every game, don't they? For the most part. Okay. Because I know pitchers take games off. Yeah, like a pitcher will pitch like once or twice a week. Right. Catcher will catch usually five to six games a week. They usually take one day off a week usually. Okay. But all the other players for the most part try to play. But gotcha. this guy didn't miss a game. Like he didn't get hurt. That's incredible. Like these That's guys, a lot of fucking games. These guys, they strain their obliques like every other day it seems. And they miss like three weeks with a strained oblique. That's ridiculous. So that's crazy that he didn't didn't ever miss a game. That's a good one. What else you got? So the worst record ever to qualify for the NBA playoffs was in the early 1950s when it was a 10-team league. The Washington Bullets went 16-54, and 54, stuck in the week east, somehow found themselves qualifying for the postseason. The 27-win Hawks in the West didn't even make it. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. And they lost in the first round. <laughs> 
That's hilarious. To the Knicks in two games. I mean, we've seen that before. Like, didn't the, didn't the commanders of the football team go to the playoffs with, like, a... Or was it the Eagles? The Eagles went when they were, like, 6-10 and 10 or something. Something stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that shit's funny. That shit's so funny. 16-54. and 54. Yeah, I, I like it when that type of shit happens. Anyways, I got one for you. This is, like, the worst baseball game you could have. Apparently, if you strike out four times in a game, it's known as a golden sombrero, which is something I learned today. I had no idea. <laughs> I've been watching baseball my entire life. I never heard the term golden I've sombrero before. But if you strike out five times in a game, you get the platinum sombrero, which is even worse. On June 22nd, 2016, Michael A. Taylor for the Washington Nationals, who's an outfielder, he's actually still in the majors, he recorded a platinum sombrero in a game against the Los Angeles Dodgers. He went 0 for 5 with five strikeouts. Every strikeout, he struck out swinging. He didn't even get a foul ball. <laughs> And he committed a fielding error in the ninth inning that ended up leading to the Dodgers scoring the game-winning run. <laughs> so this guy, 0 for 5 with 5 strikeouts, and then commits the game-losing run out in the field. Oh, my Single-handedly God. lost the game. For this the game. guy's still in the league? Yeah, he actually won the Golden Glove uh, last year. Oh, shit. Best center fielder. It, what, what year did this happen? 2016. Oh, okay, so. I guess he did get a little bit better. Nice. But Good for him. Yeah, that's, that's rough, that, though. That's just a, such a bad game. Anyways, go ahead. Here's another really bad game. This is the NBA, though. Tony Snell in, you know about this one? I know a lot of this one. It's a good one. In 2017, played for the Milwaukee Bucks, played 28 minutes, and scored zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero blocks, and zero steals. That shit's hilarious. Literally absolutely nothing in 28 minutes. So I got one. Joel Anthony for the Miami Heat back in 2011, played 28 minutes and 40-some <laughs> seconds. No points, no rebounds, <laughs> no assists, no steals, Unbelievable. no blocks, four fouls, one turnover. He didn't even take a shot. Unreal. So both of these guys, and I found out about Joel Anthony after Tony Snell had his game. They're just out there <laughs> running around, basically. <laughs> Getting a workout. Could you imagine not being part of the game? Like, and just You're out there for 28 minutes. Obviously, you're doing something right that the coach is going to leave you out on the court. And NBA yeah. games are only 40 minutes long, or 48 right. minutes long. You're out there for over half the game, and you don't do anything. <laughs> uh, I find that shit funny. So, both those that guys. Is, Tony ab- Snell. Absolutely hilarious. Tony Snell is one of those guys It's either he's like shooting every shot that your team takes or he's just completely <laughs> irrelevant and it, it happens he, he has games like that where he's just completely irrelevant so anyways what else you got Do you know that larry fitzgerald has more tackles than career drops that doesn't surprise me that is un that's crazy though how many years did he play 18 a lot of 17 years. a lot of years that is unbelievable I don't know what to say to that. And uh, you know Peyton Manning's longest run in the NFL is 33 yards. 33 yards? He broke off a 33-yard run? Yeah. And running back Heisman Trophy winner Trent Richardson's longest career run was 32 yards. <laughs> <laughs> His NFL career. Trent Richardson won the Heisman Trophy? Yeah. I don't know why the hell I don't remember that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he won. Let me look that up just to verify, but you can go ahead. Okay, I've got a lot of basketball ones. Never mind. He did not win the... I thought he won the fucking Heisman. Never mind. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Have you ever heard of James on Curry? Uh-uh. He was one of those guys that was a perennial D-League player for the NBA, but he wasn't actually in the NBA. He was like in the minor league system. He finally made it into the NBA. His career lasted 3.9 seconds. Finally, I'm in the NBA. So he's waiting to get put in. He makes it into a game. He lasts 3.9 seconds out there before the coach <laughs> takes him out. And that was it. That was his entire NBA career. 
He did nothing. <laughs> 3.9 seconds. He played in the NBA for 3.9 seconds. Did he get paid for those 3.9 he seconds? Did. Well, that was it. That was his entire NBA career. That is he, got, he, he got cut the next day. <laughs> could Why? you imagine? I don't understand that. Could you imagine you're waiting your entire life, you're working your ass to drag it in the NBA, you make it, and you only last for 3.9 seconds? Like, not much. Okay, what situation do you put a player in for three seconds and then take them right back out? Was this at, like, the end of a game? I think it's probably at the end of the game. Okay, so he played for, like, the last three seconds of one game. No, he got taken out. It wasn't, like, the last three seconds. It was 3.9 seconds, and he got pulled. I just don't understand. I don't either. Sometimes it's three seconds just dribbling the ball. To, sure. to to like you know what I mean? I do got an even better one though. That's hilarious. Now this guy this guy actually passed away a few years ago, but I remember him. Rajual Butler did not officially appear in this game, but he did record a turnover. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Raptors Lakers twenty twelve. He was subbed in for the Raptors only to inbound a pass. So they put him in the game just to pass the ball in. He couldn't get the ball in time. <laughs> Ended up turning it over. Five-second violation. Ball goes to the Lakers. The coach immediately pulls him out of the game because of that. So the clock never ran. He officially didn't play. That's hilarious. <laughs> but he still, he still got credited for the turnover. Oh, man, that's rough. Anyways, what else you got? Longest losing streak in college football history. This is kind of funny. So the previous was uh, Columbia. Had 44 straight losses between 1983 and 1988. Then Prairie View A&M. Did what many believed was impossible. After losing in 1989, the Panthers did not win again until 1998, securing 80 consecutive Holy losses. Holy shit. Longest streak in Division One college football history. In November of 2007, the Panthers finally clinched their first winning season since 1976. How do they recruit players? <laughs> Could you imagine being like the recruiting director for those school? Look, we got well, a lot of potential here. We haven't won a game in five years, <laughs> but we think this is, this is going to be our chance. Now, did they? How many head coaches did they run through? Did it say? I'm not sure. That would be the interesting statistic to see. I bet you they ran through a lot of head coaches. I'm sure. I mean, at least thirty. Yeah. Through between '89 and 2007, you gotta imagine they've gone through quite a few. That's hilarious. Okay, I've got one for you. Sure. We've talked about this guy before in the podcast. You remember Dennis Rodman? The Worm? Yes. December 13th, 1993. He was playing for the San Antonio Spurs back then. And they lost to the Jazz. Back when the Jazz had Carmelo Malone and Stockton and those guys. Yep. Dennis Rodman's stat line. Zero points. 20 rebounds. <laughs> zero assists. Zero steals and zero blocks. Unreal. Think about that. All he did was rebound. rebound. Hey. He had seven career games where he had 20 rebounds and no points. Unreal. Isn't that ridiculous? Dennis Rodman. He's one of my favorites. There's a whole bunch. You could do an episode just on crazy Dennis Rodman stats because he was one of the weirdest weirdest players the NBA has ever seen. Anyways, what else you got? Uh, Orioles infielder Huey Jennings. You know who that is? I haven't heard him before. Huey Jennings was hit 287 (laughs) times at bat with a baseball (laughs) pitch. That's hilarious. Two hundred and eighty-seven times. I guess the guy was a real character. Like he asked for it. Like any time he could get at bat, he took it and wanted to get hit. And I guess he did like this, ooh or some shit like that. And the fans would do it at the same That's time. Funny. Anytime he got hit, yeah, I guess he got hurt pretty bad a couple times. Yeah, I got hit a few times. I didn't get hit too many times. I was usually pretty good at getting out of the way. But um, two hundred, two hundred. That's ridiculous. You don't see shit like that. No. My brother had a kid on his team that this kid just had terrible. Like, he never should have been playing any sports. He had terrible reaction skills. Like, he couldn't 
He had no reflexes whatsoever. He got hit so many times. He got hit in the teeth once. Like, how the hell do you take a baseball <laughs> off the teeth? Jesus Christ. Like, really? I, I was, I've been hit in the head twice with a baseball. I only ever got hit in the head. I'm trying to think. Fucking hurt. I took one in the, off the spine once. Ooh, that hurt. When I, it was in the middle of a game where I was pitching, and the coach told his player to throw at me, trying to take me out of the game. What? Yeah. Jesus. Is that uh, freaking Sean Payton on the other side there? It was. That's funny. That's pretty funny. Anyways, what else you got? Pete Maravich. Pistol Pete. Yeah, he averaged. This is crazy for college. He averaged 45 points a game for That's LSU. crazy. Now, this was apparently before the three-point line. Someone calculated... Okay, so it says... Someone calculated his shooting stats that if there was a three-point line at the time, he would have averaged 59 points a game. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Pistol Pete. He was a great player. He died young. I think he died at like age 30 or something. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, he was a little guy with a shaggy hair going. He was crazy. Mm. Um, I got one for you. Hey, we're here Andre Drummond. Yes. We actually saw him play live, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yep. Uh, back in 2016, he was playing with the Pistons against the Rockets. He was fouled 21 times in that game, <laughs> which ended up putting him on the line, I think, a total of 18 times. He went 13 of 36 from the foul line. He missed 23 of his foul shots. That is absolutely Could you imagine terrible. Leaving 23 points on the board just because you can't shoot a foul shot? <laughs> That's to me, that's ridiculous. That was a good one. Um, Pat, let me uh, just take a guess. What do you think the longest uh, college football rivalry was? Is Army Navy? Nope. It's it surprised me. Harvard Yale? Nope. Rutgers and Penn? Nope. Brown and Dartmouth? Nope. Cornell and Columbia? Nope. Arizona State and New Mexico? No. The most played rivalry in college football history is Minnesota and Wisconsin. Okay. At 124 games between 1890 and 2014. Don't they play for a bell or something? Yeah, but they ended it in 2014. Oh yeah, I remember that. It just it just stopped becoming a yeah, thing. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I didn't, I did not get, I wouldn't, wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Oh, I got one more, I think. I think I got one more. On September 12, 2004, Jerome Bettis for the Pittsburgh Steelers had five attempts for one yard and three touchdowns yeah i did see that one that's crazy that reminds me of the one year where reggie bush uh finished the season with negative rushing yards so everybody in the world had more rushing yards than reggie bush did that year. do you have any more um i got a couple more i think i actually i might have one more okay the year was 1999 cal bowdler was a six foot ten inch big man for the portland trailblazers he was never that notable of an NBA player. He never averaged more than like four points a season. He didn't do a whole lot, but he was still in the league for a while. In the game between the Atlanta Hawks and the Trailblazers in 1999, he committed seven fouls. <laughs> now, you might be wondering, how is that possible? In the NBA, yeah. you foul out after six. I thought it was five. It's six in the NBA. It's five in college. Okay. When he committed <laughs> foul number six with about three minutes to play, a timeout was immediately called. So he commits number six. He goes to the team's huddle. He doesn't go to the bench. He just goes back to the huddle then goes back into the game and then nobody nobody noticed noticed. nobody noticed that's hilarious it wasn't until he he committed foul number seven (laughs) that they realized that he should have been out of the game two minutes ago unreal so he he committed seven fouls officially in one game isn't that ridiculous that's a lot yeah that's ridiculous they just never noticed did he foul andre drummond no that was a four hundred yeah i was just kidding i do have another one cj watson he was a player for the nets back in 2013 his stat line against the Bulls that year, one point, one rebound, one assist, (laughs) 
one steal, <laughs> one block, and one turnover. Jesus. <laughs> like, what are the chances of that? This is unreal. Jack of all trades, that guy. You got any more? Uh, I got one more. There are only two days out of the 365 days in a year where no professional sports games are playing between the MLB, NBA, NHL, or NFL. And that is the day before and the day after the MLB All-Star break. Yeah, you so only right about that. Yep. Only two days of the year. That's crazy. Crazy to think about. There is one more. I gotta look it up though, real quick. Sure. I feel like with the NBA, you could go forever. Yeah. I mean, honestly, with football, so many crazy stats in like the pre nineteen sixties NFL football. I do have a football one. So last night, uh, Christian McCaffrey completed the trifecta. Yes. Not done since the seventies. It was done once since the seventies. Okay. He completed a touchdown pass. That he threw, he caught a touchdown pass, and he ran for a touchdown pass. Crazy. Ladini and Tomlinson did it in 2005. Okay. And then before that, it wasn't done since Walter Payton. Gotcha. So Walter that's pretty, Payton, one that's of the greatest. Crazy. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I don't know if I told you a while ago, but we, for my dad, for Father's Day, we bought him tickets Okay. to the Lions-Dolphins, so that's where we were at yesterday. Nice. How, how'd that go? It was cool. It was cool. Um, it was fun. We, I mean, we didn't really do a whole lot. We just, we got breakfast prior and then we went up there and came back. How did Tua look? Tua looked good. There you go. Um, it's crazy. The Lions are the weirdest team, dude. Like the first half of that game, they looked like the best team in the league. Like they couldn't be stopped. Every run, every pass, they were just killing the Dolphins. They were up by like at least 20 points at one point. And the second half, it just from the right off the get-go. Just completely crumbled. crumbled. Well, they, like their first drive, it's like first and thirty. They had like <laughs> three penalties in a row, like two false starts. Uh, the, the penalties in the second half were just absolutely ridiculous, and it was sad to see because I was hoping for a Lions win. Well, you don't see too many of those. I don't think they're ever going to see many wins with Jared Goff at the helm. No, and you know Jared Goff played good, you know, but you know at the end of the day, the Lions defense just couldn't do anything against Waddle and Hill. Can't guard both of them. Yeah. So Tua ate him apart. Tua had well over 300 yards passing, but it was really cool watching Tyreek Hill play. He's so freaking fast. Sure. And Jalen Waddle's fast too. Okay, here's one for you. The longest punts ever in the NFL. <laughs> Steve O'Neill of the Jets had a 98-yard punt. <laughs> Could you imagine that? That was crazy. And I'm trying to find the details on this one, but are you familiar with the quarterback, former quarterback for the Eagles, Randall Cunningham? Yep, he was good. Did you know that on one play, he punted on second down for the Eagles? Because <laughs> he was a quarterback that could also punt. Uh-huh. And he, he, had a, he had a punt over 90 yards. He had a 91-yard punt at one point. But something happened, and it's like they were rotating him. And who was that other quarterback that they had? Uh, was it Boomer? No, it wasn't Boomer Esiason. Phil Sims, maybe? No. They had somebody. They had like a quarterback rotation. Where I thought Phil Sims played for the Giants. Yeah, that sounds right. Phil Sims played for the Giants. I think Boomer played for the Bengals. They had somebody, though. So they would I rotate They would rotate these quarterbacks in. And the Eagles kept on racking up penalties, and they ended up like at second and 35. <laughs> Randall Cunningham Might as well just, <laughs> he just punted it. It sounds like freaking Pittsburgh gives up on third and seven. They'll freaking run it because they know they can't pass. Oh, yeah. But I did see one more... Uh, uh, it's not really a stat line. It's more of a betting line. Do you know who has the best odds to be Tom Brady's next girlfriend, according to Vegas? Vegas just released their betting line. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson? <laughs> yeah. No, but his mom is on the list. I'm not joking. His mom is like has like 1,001 odds of being Tom Brady's next girlfriend. Oh, I thought you said – hold on. I thought you said – for some reason, I thought you said um, Tom Brady's wife's next husband. No, I said. Who, okay, who, who I got that Vegas, completely mixed up. The question is, who does Vegas think Tom Brady's next girlfriend's gonna be? 
Who? Taylor Swift. She's oh got the best God. sides. Why? Also listed uh, was that crazy chick from the Johnny Depp thing, Amber or something. Amber Heard. Something like that. I'd never actually watched any of that, but she's on the she's on the list. Zach Wilson's mom is on the list. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> God. I can't remember the ex- I can't remember the exact odds, but a couple other celebrities are on the list, so we'll see where uh, that's funny. Where Tom wanders off to now. I don't really like covering that type of thing, but I thought stuff that was funny. So, do you any more crazy sports stats? That's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. I feel like we could go we could go crazy with this episode. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was a fun episode. Definitely. Um, Dennis Rodman had a bunch of crazy ones. There like, were there, there was a there was a lot from that one hockey player. Uh, starts with a W. Wayne wa- Gretzky. Wa- yeah, Wayne Gretzky. Yep. Yeah, he's kind of the best best hockey player ever. Yeah, he had uh he had a lot. But I was just like, I just don't know hockey. I love watching it. So fun to watch. Yeah, it is fun to watch. Like, I know it to to an extent. Oh, uh, my sources for all this. Bleacher Report, Twitter, sportsreference.com, ruinmyweek.com, studentunionsports.com, flurrysports.org. Wow. You actually cited your sources. I had YouTube and some other random shit that I found. Wikipedia. Nice. Anyways, got anything else for this episode? That's all I got. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed that discussion. Uh, please keep listening to the old episodes as well. Uh, if you have any topics you guys want us to cover, please tweet us at 30 and uh, please let us know. Please comment on Facebook. Ben, have you been doing anything with the Facebook page lately? No, I have not. Yeah, I, I could probably, I'm on on vacation. I could probably work on that a little bit. Yeah, I'm about to get on it though. There we go. Awesome. I'll try to get this episode up pretty quickly. We're at like 4,100 listens. We're, po- we're pushing 4,200, so that's pretty that's good. fantastic. Um, we were kind of off to a slow start with the most recent episode, but the one before that got like 39 listens or something that's crazy. That's pretty good. So that was pretty good. That's really good. Uh, remember the Exorcism episode? Yeah. Or, yeah, that was a good one. That one had yeah. a, lot of, a lot of hits on that one. So Nice. Anyways, please keep listening. Please keep tweeting us. Please uh, check us out on Facebook. Please keep telling your friends. We are getting views on the Facebook, like, consistently yeah about every day we get a couple which is kind of cool so we're getting some action some people are checking it out awesome i still don't really understand how to get on i don't know if i've actually been on it outside of seeing those notifications on facebook that's about all i've seen see sometimes i don't know how it happens but my main profile will switch to 430 and i don't don't know how to get out of it okay (laughs) so i'll like be off facebook for like three days <laughs> so so there's a chance that our two views that we keep getting are you and I. <laughs> it's possible. There's a chance. But that, I don't know. I I don't know. Um so anyways, uh please keep listening. <laughs> uh, we are doing pretty well. Spotify is still our number one platform, but Amazon Alexa is becoming it's creeping up nice. on the platform chart, so Anyway, thank you guys very much. Please tweet us. Please, uh, if you guys can help us out with any of the social media shit, we are not good at it. Please tweet us. Maybe we could work out a contract or something. Definitely. Anyways, uh, that's about all I got today, guys. Ben, you got anything else? Nope, that's it for me. All right, thank you very much for listening. Peace. Dude, this has 1,000% of the bio tin you're supposed to have for a day. What the hell? 1,000%? Seems a little excessive. No sugars, though. No sugar, no aspartame, which is what I'm terrified of. No preservatives and no artificial colors or flavors. That's what you want. And it's non-GMO. Certified vegan. There you go. There you go. Are you vegan now? I am not. That's good. I don't know. Anyways, Browns, winners. Browns won. There you go. Oh, yeah.
Took down the Bengals. Yeah, they're not very good without Chase. Well, no, it was their offensive line. Yeah, that's been pretty shitty this year. Joe Burrows, uh, in the first half, he had the fastest snap-to-throw average time of his career in the first half. Still got sacked like four times in that half, though. So if you're getting, if you're taking 2.3 seconds to get the ball out on average, that's pretty quick. Very quick. And you're still getting sacked and harassed and hassled all day, then you yeah. got a problem. I mean, they couldn't handle Pittsburgh, their their line. So uh, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't but, too impressed with the Bengals today. But you know, they're they'll be okay. I'm pretty sure. They keep talking about that vaunted defense that Cincinnati has. I didn't see it today. I didn't see. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a little overhyped. You know, they had a couple. They had like three good weeks. And the Browns even played that good of a game, but they were okay. They were so sloppy. Amari Cooper throwing interceptions doesn't help anything. <laughs> but hey, wins a win. I do. I do really like Jacoby Brissett, just as a person. He's a really yeah. hard. He's a hard ass player. He plays hard. He's not the best. He's never going to be the hey, best. At least he's keeping you guys in it. And he won a division game, so that's he, big. He was funny though. Uh, late in the game, they were uh, trying to draw the Ravens offsides or the the Bengals offsides on fourth down. And the stadium was really quiet, and you could just hear Jacoby's cadence. He's like, yep, I almost got you, 55. Like, come on, guys, blitz it, blitz it. <laughs> it was pretty funny. You know what I absolutely love? How amazing Geno Smith is right now. Yes, that's actually a really good story. He is playing so good. Comeback player of the year, I hope. He, he better be. I, I don't hope. I don't see a better one. Like, comeback career. I mean, See, I always, I always liked him. I always liked him since, uh, well, I liked him coming out. I liked him at West Virginia, but uh, especially when that, that I.K. Ifa Waku guy, remember that guy punched him in the locker room? I don't remember Do you that. remember that when, the guy, when his teammate that. broke his jaw? You don't remember that? Jesus Christ, no. I, like, I think that ended his career with the Jets or something. No shit. A teammate, it was like preseason, a teammate popped him in the jaw in the locker room. It was just a sucker punch. <laughs> It was just like, what? What are you doing? You just you can't just punch the starting quarterback in the no face shit. in the locker room. Anyways, but yeah, they're they're playing good, man. Seahawks, I don't know, they're dangerous. You know who's dangerous? They're beating everyone. I think they, they can beat anyone at this point. You know who's dangerous is Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he's looking good. Rams are looking bad. Rams are looking bad. I'm liking CMC. For my fantasy team, unfortunately, the rest of my team did absolutely terrible. Yeah, mine's taking a shit. I'm still gonna be like five and three, but still, mine's gone. Mine didn't. I have. I was off to such a bad start <laughs> that I'm pretty sure I forgot about it for a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, McCaffrey. That was a recent crazy trades. Uh, uh, Smith went to oh, the Ravens. I fucking hate that. I don't see how it helps the Ravens. What, what do they trade away? A second rounder and a fifth rounder, I believe. I don't know. Second rounder? I mean, he's a good player, though. He's good. He's getting kind of old. He's a volume tackler. I guess he had, what, 18 sacks last year? 18 and a half? He's going to free up Patrick Queen to do more stuff. Which is honestly probably why they made that trade. 
The Ravens defense isn't great, but it's not bad. They got some decent corners. Second rounder's hefty, though. Yeah, it is. 